So folks, right here, perfect example, Coastal, Mar Coastal Marsh Customs, right here. Here it is, perfect example. This is the type of work they do. Let's go, Brandon. This is our sign. This is what we got made by them. Uh, got some other stuff coming too as well, trying to get them a, to do me a defiant sign as well, where it just says defiant and kind of the same lettering and the same type uh, background uh, with a burnt wood look. You can go any wood look you want. Uh, you can go mahogany. You can go with whatever wood you want. If you can think of the type of wood you want to see it on, you've got a picture of what you've got send it to them uh the guy is amazing coastal marsh customs at gmail.com send it use promo code defiant you're going to save up to 17 percent on your order this is all custom woodworking done right here in america sent directly to your door it is a veteran owned veteran operated company one of my favorite pieces right here just because it was a let's go branded piece and i just thought it was hysterical and uh vlin loves it too we gotta we're gonna put some lacquer on it to make it a little bit more def uh clear but i'm telling you right now this one's a, a killer we one of the things we, we just saw him last night we hung out with him at a christmas party what one of the few great things i love about this company we i just love the way that they can if you can think of it they can do it so again reach out coastal marsh customs inc uh coastal marsh customs at gmail.com and use promo code defiant it's going to save you up to 17 percent on your order and even v has got some stuff coming too she asked for some stuff last night so i'm kind of looking forward to see what he does with the stuff that v asked for because she's never easy to please <laughs> So, and don't forget, let's go, Brandon. Yeah, let's go, Brandon. I know you're out there. I can feel you now. I know that you're afraid. You're afraid of us. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. I'm going to show them a world without you. A world without rules and controls, without borders or boundaries. A world where anything is possible. Where we go from there is a choice I leave to you. down to Georgia, he was looking for a soul to steal. He was in a bind because he was way behind and he was willing to make a deal. When he came across this young man sewing on a fiddle and playing it hot, and the devil jumped up on a hickory stump and said, boy, let me tell you what. I guess you didn't know it, but I'm a fiddle player too. And if you'd care to take a dare, I'll make a bet with you. Now you play pretty good fiddle, boy, but give the devil his due. I bet a fiddle of gold against your soul because I think I'm better than you. The boy said, my name's Johnny, and it might be a sin, but I'll take your bet you're gonna regret cause I'm the best as ever been. Johnny, rising up your bow and play your fiddle hard, cause hell's broke loose in Georgia and the devil deals the cards. And if you win, you get this shiny fiddle made of gold, but if you lose, the devil gets your soul. up his case and he said I'll start this show and fire flew from his fingertips as he rosined up his bow and he pulled the bow across the strings and it made an evil hiss and then a band of demons joined in and it sounded something like this
devil finished, Johnny said, Well, you're pretty good, old son, but sit down in that chair right there and let me show you how it's done. Fire on the mountain, run, boys, run. The devil's in the house of the rising sun. Chicken in the bread pan, picking out dough. Granny says you don't back, no child knows. devil bowed his head because he knew that he'd been beat and he laid that golden fiddle on the ground at Johnny's feet. Johnny said, devil just come on back if you ever want to try again. I done told you once you son of a bitch I'm the best as ever been. He played fire on the mountain run boys run. Devil's in the house of the rising sun. The chicken in the bread pan picking out dough. Granny we a dog fight no child no. And welcome back, fuckers, to another edition of the Patriot Party Podcast. I am the Mick, and with me, of course, is my lovely, beloved, better half. The V-Lynn. Hello, Patriot. Better butter half. And today we got another <laughs> special guest with us, uh, and this, uh, as V-Lynn will introduce him. Yeah, so I met uh, Matt Cody, who is with the Oil and Gas Workers Association, when I was in Dallas. Um, I was hanging out outside, and heard a conversation that interested me and just butted on in because that's what I do. That's how I meet people. She's, she's no, nosy like that. Folks. <laughs> I am. You all know but this. That's how you meet people. And you know, it's, it's, that's what it's all about, right? Going to these things and, and being at these events. So I started talking to Matt for a few minutes and I was like, Hey, you need to come on our show. So we set it up and, and here he is. So welcome to the show, Matt. Well, thanks. I appreciate y'all having me on. Love what you're doing. Well, thanks. It's uh it's a blast. And, and I say all the time, we're just, we're just along for the ride. You know, we were, we were led to stick a microphone on the side of a computer about a year ago and start talking. Um, cause we were frustrated about people, what, what other people were saying and it wasn't correct. And we knew it wasn't correct. And, um, either they didn't go far enough or it was just straight out lies. So we're like, you know what, this is, this is not right with mixed experience and my tenacity. <laughs> if that's what you want to be called a beat of pain in the ass right, let's go let's go let's go the the, the synonym route persistence <laughs> exactly uh we figured why not so you know here and here we are but um we we figured out a long time ago that we're just we're just along for the ride we're just doing what what god directed us to do and um and we try and keep it real so uh but our, our listeners know a lot about us they don't know anything about you matt so what's your story what what brought you into this uh crazy truth-seeking business that we're in you know so uh, that's it and i'm i'm glad you mentioned that because i love hearing about other people's journeys that sound a little bit like what i th i think mine is what god's called me to do and i don't know why but somehow no i know why so uh, i grew up in an oilfield family you know oilfield farm education family you know my mom she was a teacher but my dad he worked in the oilfield all his life and of course growing up in an oilfield family well all of us uh, worked in the oil field in some way, shape, or form. 
especially in high school. So I think everybody's first job in high school is hoeing weeds at your dad's yard or, you know, uh, or going out to the rigs with your dad or, or going on location with your dad in the oil field. You know, that happens all across the country. So uh, to, to kind of age myself, I'm 44. And so 1986 was the first bust that I remember. Um, I was nine. I was the oldest of three kids. I remember my my family, my, my parents had built a new house. And I remember having my fifth birthday there. Um, but then the bus came in 86. And a lot of American oil and gas workers just went broke. And so, I mean, it didn't traumatize me. It's just one of the experiences that I can uh, lean on. You know, I remember we sold the house. Uh, Sears came and got the couch and the stove the day before Thanksgiving. I don't remember that. It's just I remember they came and got it. My mom gave me the date. She said that was really bad. So I grew up in the oil and gas industry, worked in it out of high school, you know, started throwing tongs on a rig whenever I, I guess, 1998 was the first time I broke out on a drilling rig and worked rig floors off and on until 2004. And then I stepped away from the industry. I came out to the Permian Basin in 2011 when oil was just booming. I mean, we're 110 plus a barrel and um, it was the heyday of oil and gas and the shell revolution in America had really taken off and Barack Obama and Joe Biden were the beneficiaries of that, not the um, creators of that. It's not like Barack Obama and Joe Biden uh, were like, hey, let's make America an oil producing giant. They were just the beneficiaries of it. Then, of course, towards the end of Obama and Biden's administration, we saw the weaponization of the EPA that really hurt U.S. producers, service companies, investors, landowners, and cost a lot of American workers our jobs. And so I wanted somebody to really take up for the people in this industry who are often forgotten about when these radical politicians, these extreme environmentalists attack our industry um, and they always go after, well, big old, these evil, greedy corporations. And, you know, there are 11.3 million people in this country whose jobs were supported by our vital industry in 2019 and 7.9% of our great nation's GDP. And we are the 11.3 million people who are often forgot about when these extreme environmentalists attack our industry, our jobs and our nation. And so, I founded this organization in 2015 and um, uh, finally incorporated it last year. We are a registered 501c6 trade association working to secure, grow, and sustain American oil and gas jobs and fighting for American workers, right? Like that's the that's the big professional speech. We're just fighting for your fucking jobs. Like we're fighting for our jobs. That's it. Now, how bad was that the pipeline getting shut down for y'all? So as a symbol of our industry, it's huge, right? And especially given that later, uh, Joe Biden was willing to lift sanctions on Russia's natural gas pipeline, Nord Stream 2. So as a symbol of our industry, it's huge. It's just like a slap in the face. It is. You know, and, and on the campaign trail, Joe Biden promised to transition away from our oil jobs. And all of a sudden, climate change was an existential threat to humanity. And that's what he campaigned on. You know, I always like to ask the question, was climate change an existential threat to humanity when Hunter Biden was on the board of 
Burisma, Ukraine's fracking leader from 2014 to 2019, or just when you started to run for office? Does anybody, a, does anybody else find it odd that all of a sudden Russia is preparing to invade Ukraine right now and Ukraine is asking Joe Biden like, hey, dude, want to make sure that you're still going to back us. And Joe Biden right. keeps giving these weak answers like, oh, yeah, we'll be there in full support with all of the other countries that will stand to get bullshit. That's all I can is. say. Yeah, he already he already took them for all they had. He's not giving them anything back. But, um, you know, something that always interested me about the the whole shutting down the oil here and and because it's not like our oil usage is going down as much as they're trying to transition us to electric vehicles. You can only go 250 miles on an electric car battery, you know, and right now you can't get on a plane unless you either have a, a yellow star, um, basically, you know, right. that that's pretty much where we're at now. So everyone's driving. So electric cars are, are not gaining popularity, I think, as quickly as they would want them to be not only that they can't produce them yeah they can't can't produce them yeah and it takes so much oil and natural gas and all that to produce an electric car battery who knew exactly so our our oil production is actually our oil usage is going up but our production is going down and so we're having to import oil from other countries again but their quality isn't nearly what ours is correct so on top of that you get into the question, okay, so there are certain blends, you know, because all of the machinery we have, like whenever you take an automobile, well, you have to blend a heavier oil with a light sweet crude oil, which is mostly what we produce. Um, that is the benchmark in America called West Texas Intermediate. It's a lighter, sweeter crude that uh, the way the refineries are set up, you have to import a heavier crude or get it from, you know, you can get a lot of it um, from Canada. Right. So when you go back to the Keystone XL pipeline, well, then cutting off that heavier crude, um, well, then that leaves us having to import from, like you were talking about, OPEC. You know, it leaves us subject to uh, uh, their whims. Of course, you can go all the way back to 2016 and Hillary Clinton's campaign that was largely funded by Middle East oil producing nations. And then you can go back even further than that. And you can see that in Mexico, Pemex, which is the corrupt government-owned oil giant down there, they received $8.5 billion in American taxpayers back financing during the Obama-Biden years. From 2016 to 2020, yeah, um, they received $55 billion in financing from around the world, including from J.P. Morgan Chase, which has now gone on this ESGBS. Um, And so while President Trump was trying to support American workers and American producers, the world was investing in Mexico and really trying to bypass us. So now all of a sudden Mexico, which Hillary Clinton helped break open to uh, international investors, now they've said they're going to stop exporting crude oil as of 2023. And so that Keystone XL pipeline not being... Uh, in use, right? With President Biden uh, uh, canceling the last leg of that permit. Where are we going to get our crude from? Where are we going to get our heavier crude? Um, Because a lot of that would possibly come from Venezuela then if Mexico and Canada are cut off, if not from uh, another OPEC nation. And of course, it's all tied together, of course, with Nicolas Maduro down there in uh, Venezuela begging 
for international investors to come to come down and help them unload that little gold mine they're sitting on. Really, President Biden has put us in a very bad position. And if you're like me, you know it's intentional. Well, and of course, that's actually, if you go back to 1981, uh, 1981, when OPEC was created or formed, I should mm -hmm. say, um, who was president then? Ronald Reagan. Uh, that would be Ronald Reagan. That's correct. In 1981, and it was, who was the leader? Do you remember who the person who led that for the U.S. Senate was that led the OPEC creation? I don't. Uh, that would be one Joseph R. Biden. Now, that's weird. Is that the same Joseph R. Biden who is the resident of the white house are we are we still sick of the p on that yeah. yeah but this is the same this is the same biden who ran on you ain't black right and uh, a bunch of racism bs but if you go back to his pro-segregation policies in schools you know a lot of people don't want to believe that they, they they go well no that's just it's a bunch of fake news about i biden. don't want my kids to grow up in a racial jungle that ain't fake news well but i mean you can't I mean, take we, we actually directly have from joseph r biden why i've got it i've, joseph R. Biden. These I've got days videos it's more like, i got um, video of it well normally these days his quotes are like uh, uh, um, the, ooh, the duck uh, flew across the room and i shot a toaster and there were mushrooms and i love mushrooms <laughs> yes <laughs> kind of like talking like to brick from you know uh, the legend of you know ron burgundy i love lamp are you just saying things you love in the room brick you know that that's not real I swear Joe Biden's speeches are like uh, Evan Almighty. You know, whenever... Yeah, when the guy when the guy was like... <laughs> <laughs> yes. So yep. it's Bruce Almighty. That, Bruce right, Almighty. That's right. Yes. So it's the, the, the first one. Yeah, it's whenever Steve Carell is like... Oh, and that's what I picture when Joe Biden talks. That's, that's all I hear. <laughs> you know, when she says she's listening to me, all she ever hears is beeps and clicks. When I'm listening to Joe Biden, See, all I hear no, is... No, when, when you talk, I hear the teacher from Charlie Brown. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so what was your, what was the, the, I guess what, what is it for you? What, what got was your you, red pill moment? Yeah, what is your red pill moment? What is the thing that got you here? 2015, I was tired of seeing American oil and gas workers sold out to foreign countries by our federal government. I was tired of seeing us go through the booms and busts and seeing America cede our global market share and prop up foreign countries and tell American workers, well, it's just, it's just busted. While they were being lied to, while our export import bank was propping up foreign countries industries with far less environmentally conscious standards. And while Obama and Biden were weaponizing the EPA, the same way Biden and Harris are weaponizing the EPA, the DOJ, the transportation, health and human services, interior. I mean, we can go on and on about how this is basically Obama 3.0 they're doing. I just wanted somebody to fight for the American workers, American jobs, American workers. And so I founded this organization at the beginning of 2015. Uh, I think our Facebook page dates back to March 21st of 2015. And it doesn't have, I think Facebook has allowed us to get up to 6,900 uh, likes on there, um, which is really good that they haven't just canceled our Facebook page. Um, we've got, you know, exponentially more members of Oil and Gas Workers Association across the country. Facebook just doesn't like us for some reason. And it may be because we talk about facts and science and logic and math and um, truth. 
and they don't tend to like that. No, they don't what, like that at all. What, what drives me nuts too. Well, first of all, how many teamsters did you piss off when you said that? I'm sorry. How many teamsters did you piss off when you said that? Have no idea. Okay. Cause I was just wondering if the mobs like looking to put, they got a hit out on you or something because that's the big teamster slogan from no, way back in the seventies. Um, that's, that's the, uh, no American jobs for American workers. No, that's, I know, but hey, that's, that's mom, Mike Pompeo. That would be coming after him. Uh, that's true. Yeah. So I think everybody should be talking about American jobs for American workers. And God, I hate to think I stole that from teamsters, but hey, that's Jimmy yeah. Hoffa's line. So I did not know that. Yep. Um, wonder which level of concrete they'll put me in I, I don't know but they'll definitely bury you somewhere under giant stadium right next to them probably <laughs> great <laughs> so, so you'll the, be in good the, company the crappy part is that you're going to new york that's the crappy part you won't be staying in texas just <laughs> right. like you know they, they they won't let him they won't let him be buried in new york oh that's right he doesn't he's you're not, not been vaccinated you're, you're not so. vaccinated right yeah so. Oh, that's yeah, true. They won't let you Gosh, into we New York. We were so close. So and close. AOC and I could have <laughs> talked about how the world is going to end in 12 years if we don't address climate change, which I'm pretty sure would melt the concrete at some point, thus freeing me for an additional life, which it's like it's like Super Mario Brothers. So like you just got that magic mushroom science. and you know, you're good. I, I had an interesting exactly conversation right. with my teenager the other day because I, I love to give my my teenager little nuggets so that he can use to red pill his friends, right? And one of his, right. the questions I ask him every day when I pick him up from school is how many, how many kids did you red pill today? He's pretty <laughs> much got the whole school down now. But so I asked him, I said, um, so you've heard about this whole climate change thing, right? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, you know, climate change is real, right? And he looks at me all crazy, like kind of like Mick just did. And, uh, and I said, you know, the climate changes, it goes from winter to spring to summer to fall. It changes all the time. That is climate change. He's like, yeah. And I said, so when are people the healthiest? I said, when it's warm. I said, yeah, so why is global warming a bad thing? Because when it's warm, the plant, the planet is the healthiest, right? The plants grow, the people have excessive vitamin D, the, the sun is shining, um, people are healthier, the entire planet is healthier when it's warmer. So why is global warming a bad thing? There's more oxygen. Well, yeah, exactly. Especially for and like people like AOC. Fauci <laughs> told us that you know sunlight was gonna kill the Rona. Yeah. So really, what are we worried about? If we've got a pandemic and none of these vaccines they're trying to force on people actually work, and thus we need 8,700 boosters. Well, and I, I think I, you just I hit know, it. I think you just hit it right there. Lloyd and, Austin, <clears throat> Lloyd, Lloyd and that Austin is the point. said the vaccines work because he just tested positive for COVID after getting his first, second, and third shot. And he said... But the vaccines work because it's, it could have been so much worse than so, these yes. mild cold symptoms. So I, I think you got it right, hit it right on the head right there, because what it really boils down to is this is all, and I'm not even going to start, but this is a big cover to cover up the fact that none of the vaccines work, that nothing we're doing is working, that ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, and monoclonal antibodies is the way to go. And uh, right now I just heard uh, a story coming out of Minnesota. There's a doctor in Minnesota right now that the Minnesota uh, Medical Review License Board is pulling all of his records because he prescribed ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, and monoclonal antibodies at a level in which no other doctor in the state did. And they're pulling all of his records <clears throat> to see the patients uh, that he did this to because they're essentially looking to pull his license. Right. <clears throat> I mean, how much crazier can this get? Well, because I, this, this patient, this guy lived. actually saved lives. Yeah. 
and he's going to get trashed. I mean, it's kind of like, it's, it's kind of like what they're doing to you with the EPA, weaponizing the EPA, weaponizing all these things to destroy the oil industry. Um, right. And originally it was all about Trump. If you remember, yes. originally it started because, oh, well, it's Trump- It's not about me. If, if Trump endorsed it, it was, they went after it. If Trump had just played Ninja Mind Games just a little bit better, and I would have been happy to give him some lessons on it. If he had come out and said, look, uh, masks work. They would have shit canned masks. If he had come out and said, uh, the shot doesn't, or the jab doesn't work, they would have gone against the jab all the way through. We would not be dealing with injections right now. He played the wrong side of this. He really needed to come out. He should have realized that this is what was leading everything, that this is the way, if he came out and endorsed you, they went after that person. That should have right. told you, right, I do not endorse this person. And in code, he's telling the rest of us, hey, I endorse this person. So the smart people. What's so the game he's playing now? Psychology. Well, I, I don't know. That's the question. Mm. That's where our question, I, again, I think that he also knows that right now, if he comes out and he says that the uh, jabs are bad, he knows that he's the first one going in front of the next Nuremberg trial. And right. you know that the American government is not going to stop on that one. There. So, uh, one of the things you mentioned, and, and there's, of course, a video of it, uh, go back to uh, Vice President Harris, whenever she said, while she was running on the campaign trail, she said, if if President Trump says to take it, there's no way I'm taking that vaccine. Yep. She That's said, if, this is, if yeah. this is a vaccine produced by President Trump, Trump, there's no way I'm taking this vaccine. And it's, it's a lot like going back to the Ellis Island award. Of course, president Trump wasn't a racist until all of a sudden he was running for president. And then all of a sudden he's a racist. Yeah. Well, that's uh, racist. Apparently he pees on beds. Um, something else. I don't remember. He had hookers. Oh, yeah, pee on beds. Horrible. I mean, absolutely horrible, horrible. According to the uh, left, which loved him until he ran for office. And then he was bad. Just like vaccines yep. were bad until president Trump <laughs> was no longer in the white house. And then they were good. And we, we have, and it, it gets worse too, because if you look at it, um, you've got, well, first of all, we've got the obvious oil problem that we're already in, in experiencing within the US. I mean, there's, yes. I'm sure the shortages on your side for workers are just as bad as anything else. Is that, would that be accurate? They are. Okay. They are. Yeah. And we have a lot of people. And so uh, just this last weekend, I was doing a radio interview uh, down in San Antonio. One of the problems is that a lot of people are still scared. They're not sure that they're gonna be able to pay to feed their families. That's what people are scared about. It's like, if they come back to the oil and gas industry, like they, you know, people have, every time we get on a run, right? We go back to booming, people just bing, bing, and towns and cities explode with population growth. People are making good money because the oil and gas industry pays better than say Wendy's, you know, on average. Um, that's why a lot of people are drawn to this industry. And there are a lot of people who are just afraid that they're going to come back here, leave whatever kind of steady job they have right now. And even though the oil and gas industry typically pays a ton more money than any other industry, they're worried about what's going to happen. Because, you know, while Build Back Better may appear dead, it's... It's not dead. They'll just try to slide it through in smaller bits. Yeah, to get a new um, name. Exactly. Just just like they did with HR1. And then whenever Schumer tried to slip it through the Senate uh, under a different name, and Senator Cruz had to block that thing at the last minute, and 
save us from a federal election uh, takeover by uh, Congress. So they'll try to bring it back in in smaller bits through legislation, but they're going to weaponize every agency they have to try to enact their Green New Deal on a federal level. Of course, while we're also paying attention to the federal level, we've got several states, counties, cities who are enacting Green New Deal legislation on a smaller local level. And it doesn't matter how many bites it takes to eat the apple. Eventually, you've eaten the apple. And they are eating our shorts right now with really costly, unnecessary environmental regulations that just hurt American workers and families. I got to see Dr. Stella again in Dallas and got to thank her personally for saving my mom's life. There you go. That's a big one. I tell you what, Dr. Stella gives the best hugs. You know, she is she is a, a warrior of God. I mean, this this woman brings a, a spiritual axe to the battlefield. Um, and at the same time that she's fighting for you on the spiritual level, she's also fighting for you on the medical level. She's amazing. So if you... If you're feeling just a little down or you're you haven't had covid you're afraid of getting covid um it can be a very scary thing ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine really do work i promise you you are not going to grow a tail uh mick and i <laughs> mick and i both take hydroxychloroquine regularly as a prophylactic even though um well, I think I've had COVID. I don't think Mick has, but uh, either way, we Still take hydroxychloroquine it. all the time. My mom, we gave her ivermectin when she got COVID and she was better in four days, four days. And Dr. Stella also has this awesome all-in-one vitamin, which can really help boost your immune system because it's really important not just to take over-the-counter prescription drugs, but in order to keep your immune system at its peak efficiency all the time so and you don't get yep. sick, you really need an excellent vitamin supplement. So Dr. Stella is the place to go. Go yeah. to drstellamd.com yep. and use, use the promo, promo code, code DEFIANT and that will save you up to 5% not only in your teledoc visit, but also because remember folks, this is a prescription. You are being mailed a prescription so you have to physically see a doctor first. So you're going to go there, you're going to get a teledoc visit. Your teledoc visit, once your teledoc visit's complete, they're going to, if you're sick immediately, they will overnight you uh, either ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine, whichever one you get. Or both. Or both. If you use Promo code DEFIANT, that will save you up to 5%, not only in your teledoc visit, but also with the drugs as well. And they will send them, and trust me when I say that they're within 48 hours, because they were there within 48 hours. Yep. For my mother-in-law, they were there in 48 hours, and let me tell you something, I didn't have to hear about it anymore, about how she was going <laughs> to die. It literally lasted 72 hours about me hearing about how she was going to die when I knew for a fact. natural immunity. When I knew for a fact she wasn't going to. So Dr. Stella, M-D, D-R-S-T-E-L-L-A dot or md.com and again use promo code defiant save up to five percent on your order both on your teledoc visit and any order you make even if you get the vitamin or you get hcq ivm whichever you get get them both get them all and get them shipped to you and save five percent on your order like i said we are only bringing people that we believe in that are patriots people that we know that are not here to 
you know, they're not patriots, they're patriots. They're here promoting the same cause we're promoting. They're trying to help the same things you're trying to help. This is what we want to get to you. This will help you recover from COVID. It will help you prevent COVID. Uh, as we're hearing now, we've got news or stories after news stories coming out about especially hydroxychloroquine, how it can be used as a prophylactic and even not for the flu, correct. not just COVID, even for the flu. So, so as folks, Mick likes go get to it. say, better to have and not need than need and not have. Absolutely. Get it for your own shit box. Put it in your house somewhere just in case somebody gets sick. Boom, you've got it. Family member gets sick. You can ship them some. Here you go. I got some drugs for you. This will work. Trust me, it will work. Just take it. You will be amazed. You'll even feel better. If you're not sick, you will even feel better after taking it. Trust me. It's amazing. So folks, again, doc, Dr. Stella, D-R-S-T-E-L-L-A dot MD, MD com. or MD.com and use promo code Defiant and you'll save up to 5%. Appreciate y'all listening. And I, I, I don't know how many Americans actually realize that. It, it, it amazes me every day when I talk to somebody and they don't realize how bad things really are. They're so stuck in their own little world that they, they can't even think outside the problem. That they're like, I, I, well, I didn't think it was that bad. I mean, I just heard some lady today who, um, she tried to tell me, well, the reason the reason that we're having such a problem is because, um, you know, uh, people are so scared of the Rona. And I, I said, no, 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 that's not the reason. I said, when the government pays you for so long, eventually you become lackadaisical and you don't want to go back to work. And that's what's been going on. Oh, well, that was, I mean, that can't, really? That can't be the problem. What has happened in the last, you know, 12 months? What has happened over the course of the last year? The government was paying your salary. All of a sudden, government stopped paying. Right. And now what have we seen? A huge spike in the workforce. Why? Because everybody realized, oh, crap, I got to go back to work. That's right. And What's the old adage? You know, religion is the opiate of the masses, right? Well, unemployment has been the opiate of, of so many. And now that they're withdrawing from that, they're like, crap, what were we doing? And what do I have to do now? And what is the job? Like, yeah. I've got to go back to work. Uh, of course, they made all these promises to people like, well, we're going to we're going to have this build back better bill. And, you know, we're going to cancel your student loans. And they ran on those issues and not 81 million people. I still refuse to believe that there were 81 million people who voted for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. And we've seen examples of widespread voter fraud all over the country. It's just trying to pull them all together. And, you know, one provable case. Um but they were lied to. They were told, hey, look, Trump's a racist. And hey, uh, look, we don't need that border wall. That's racist and it's immoral. I, I still, I love going back to that. Nancy Pelosi calling a border wall immoral. And of course, you know, just my personal faith, my personal opinions, then her trying to codify the murder of babies while calling a wall immoral, it just sticks in my craw. And it does for most Americans. Of course, you can tie the science and to climate change and tie it to our oil and gas jobs. And yes, they are all connected. And it's it's just, it's really sick. But of course, they control the legacy media, the mainstream media. And what you just said, Mick, is the biggest problem we have in this country is that people don't know how bad it is. 
Well, I mean, look at that one poll that showed uh, Biden with 38% approval rating yeah. and Kamala with 28%. That just tells me that 38% of Americans in that poll don't have a clue what's going on, how bad it is, and everything that's happening and how much worse it's going to get. And they also don't have a 5 and 10 and 20-year view. They're not paying attention to the 2 million illegals who've been apprehended at our border and who knows how many countless other millions that we didn't apprehend. Well, it, what's even funnier about that is you just said that it was what thirty eight percent for Biden. <clears throat> Which now look, yeah. they pad polls. Uh, we used to say eleven percent, more like fifteen. I just now. got I I just got word from a friend of mine. He told me no, they're up to oh, a little over, just under twenty percent right now. They're padding the poll by. So thirty wow. eight? No, that's very inaccurate. It's more like eighteen right now. He has an 18% approval rating. She has an eight, she has an 8% approval rating. Right. And that's probably a very small sample size. And of course, I'll bet you, we could ask every voter in Fulton County, Georgia, right? We could ask every voter there. You'll, and I would imagine that close to 95% of those voters, regardless of previous party affiliation, regardless of gender, regardless of education level, regardless of um, whatever, I would imagine 95% of all people anywhere, if they knew all the facts, would say, this is horrible. I don't approve of Joe Biden. I don't approve of Kamala Harris. But this legacy media has convinced some people like CNN's 10 full hat wearing viewers that, well, Trump's a racist, walls are immoral. Um, we've got to get rid of oil and gas jobs because there's some climate crisis. And also it's going to get better. I swear it's going to get better. And also don't pay attention to those 2 million new people in the country that Joe Biden's released. Don't think about how 2 million people plus the other millions that we don't know about. Uh, don't think about how, if we grant them citizenship, well, then all of a sudden they're able to vote, which drowns out your vote, which dilutes your vote. And oh, by the way, they're going to be in the workforce. And so I know you've been talking about a living wage and we haven't lived up to any of our other promises. But as we kill American oil and gas jobs and cede our global market share and GDP to foreign countries, well, there's not going to be many jobs left. And I know we campaigned about creating 10 million clean energy jobs. And then I know that a couple months ago, well, Joe Biden tweeted that uh, between the bipartisan infrastructure bill and his Build Back Better agenda, that he was going to create 4 million jobs. And even though that's 6 million jobs less than we promised, and even though we're not going to forgive your student loans like we campaigned on, yeah, we lied. Um, and even though we've let 2 million people into the country, and then these other millions that we're probably not telling you about, and then we're going to grant them citizenship, we're going to grant them voting rights. Well, that living wage that we promised y'all, that's just a fucking dream. <laughs> well, well, not only that, we only created 250,000 jobs yeah, and not the full, you know, everything. So Matt, where can people find you? Where can they support your work? I'm sorry, we have to cut it short. Unfortunately, no, we got I a hard stop go. coming up here, but, um, and we're definitely going to have you back on because this is an awesome conversation and, and we definitely want to continue it. Uh, I feel like we just got started and we could talk for a couple more hours, but unfortunately we can't. So, um, where we can people can. find you and, um, you know, where, where can they support you? And, uh, yeah. Hey, I appreciate you. Yeah. And we, um, uh, they can find us at our website is OGWAUSA.com. That's Oil and Gas Workers Association, USA.com. 
OGWAUSA.com. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. Where else? We're on Twitter. For some reason, we're suppressed, but um, y'all find us there. And uh, um, man, thank you. Thank you, Mick. Thank you, VLAN, for having me on. I really enjoyed this. I appreciate everything y'all are doing. Please, like my mama says, keep telling it. Well, you have to come back on. There's there's no question. Yeah, definitely. Because yeah, we did really yeah. just start talking and I was like, man, I was getting comfortable. I was like, all right, let's just, this is riffing back and forth. This is perfect. Unfortunately. Yeah, we do have a hard stop though. Yeah. We do appreciate having you on and uh, we look forward to the next time. Uh, hopefully we, we'll have more time. Yes. At least an hour, yes. if not more. Yeah. Maybe two. Yes. Because I, I mean, we could, we'd probably bring yeah, on do the news. Yeah. We'd probably bring them on and do the news with <laughs> Probably. <laughs> All right, Matt. We will definitely talk to you soon. Thank you so much for coming on and, uh, and, and keep fighting for our, our people because we got to keep doing it. If we don't fight for us, no one else is going to. We appreciate right, it. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, God bless America. Have a good night. So tell me, how many times have you thought that, you know, you wanted to make clothes or, buy clothes that you wanted to feel good about wearing? You know, it's really disturbing these days going shopping because there's constantly in the back of my head is, is this company, you know, contributing to the deep state? Is this one supporting the evil in our world? I don't know who to buy from anymore. So we went ahead because we told you a long time ago that we were going to bring only companies that we thought were patriot oriented, believe the same thing we believed, push the same values that we push. And, uh, we found, uh, we found a bunch. And one of the ones, our first ever sponsor was cultural life, 1972, cultural life, 1972 supports the culture of life, not a culture of death folks. So, uh, they are completely, um, they're against abortion and, uh, they believe in the movement to get rid of abortion and, uh, Roe v. Wade and everything else so that we can go back to a, a culture of life, their money, uh, 30%, 33% of their profits go directly to the culture of life. And they support, um, anti-abortion foundations that have been doing this for a hot minute since 1972. And the reason that it is 1972 is because why? Because Roe v. Wade was uh, put into law in 1973, which was when the culture of death in America started. So we're, we changed from a culture of life to a culture of death. So if you go to col1972.com, you can also sign up for her email list and you can get the naughty nice list. So uh, she'll send you a list of the companies that support the evil deep state and the ones that fight against it. And that's a, a pretty important list to have these days. And, and Carla, she's a great friend of the show. She's been helping us out from the get go. Uh, we told her that we would support her here because I agree with what she's doing. I believe in what she's doing. Furthermore, not only do I believe in it, but uh, we've gone as far as to buy a couple products ourselves. And uh, it's actually amazing quality. I wore the t-shirt yesterday. It's so soft and comfy. You know, sometimes you put on a t-shirt and you're like, Okay, this might last for, you know, five or six wearings. This 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 is going to last. I mean, this is good quality. It's made in America. Um, it ships to you. And uh, you don't have to worry about it sitting off the coast of somewhere in a ship coming from China. It's actually made here in America. So that's, uh, that's another really important thing these days. So, folks, again, culturelife1972.com. Use promo code PATRIOTPARTY, and that will save you up to 10% off your order. All right? Thank you. So yeah, folks, that's uh, <clears throat> that's Matt from Oil Oil and Gas Workers of America. Uh, again, we appreciate him coming on. So, folks, <clears throat> again, this is uh, 
we're all, uh, you know, doing this together and you can see it's happening everywhere. It's not just happening here. It's not just happening on a podcast. It's happening even with the oil gas workers. Everybody's involved in this and everybody doesn't believe what the mainstream media is telling you. So again, pay attention. Um, this stuff's important. All these people are important. Unfortunately, we do have a hard stop. We've got another appointment coming up. So, uh, without any further, I have nothing more. No. And I don't think I'm going to take it. Not going to take it. Thanks for listening. Like, share, and subscribe. Absolutely. That is the something more. We're so bad at saying that. All right. Have a good night, folks. (laughs) Good night. Recording stopped.